Welcome to the Podlight. I'm Joseph Jihaz, senior reporter at San Jose Spotlight and co-host of the Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight. San Jose has a new city council member for District 8 after the council voted to appoint Domingo Candelas to the role. Candelas beat out four other applicants for the seat who were all interviewed by the city council in a marathon public meeting this week. The meeting was the culmination of plenty of debate stretching back to December when the council decided to fill the District 8 and 10 seats by appointment instead of through a costly special election, which some, including Mayor Matt Mahan, supported. Candelas will take office on January 30th and will hold the seat until the next regular election in 2024, where he will have the option to run for the seat. Today, we welcome Domingo Candelas to the show. Welcome to the Podlight, Domingo. Thank you, thank you, Joseph. Um, and uh, I'm excited uh, to to be here with with you and, and with the, with the listeners. Yes, and thank you so much for taking the time out. We're excited to get to know you a little bit better. So let's jump right in. Um, why don't you tell us about yourself? You know, how old are you? How long have you lived in District Eight, and um, where before that, if anywhere? And um, where did you go to school? And what do you do for work? Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you for the question. Um, let's see. Um, just a little bit of background. Um, I'm a I'm a first generation. Um, uh, San Jose and my parents uh, immigrated to uh, San Jose um, almost four, de- four decades ago. Um, and, and what I like to say is they, they, were lurk- they were searching for the American dream. They came from Zacatecas uh, to, to right here in San Jose. They, they started a small business um, and, and raised a family. Uh, I'm one of five siblings, uh, the second oldest. I have a, a, a very tight knit family. Uh, we, we all grew up in, in, in District 8 in Southeast San Jose. Um, I went to uh, John J. Montgomery Elementary School in the Evergreen School District, onto Shaboya, and then Evergreen Valley High School. And I continued my studies at San Jose State, where I got a, uh, an undergraduate uh, degree in political science. Uh, afterwards, I went on to work for uh, uh, State Senator Jim Bell. I worked for, for, for Jim Bell for several years. And and uh, you know, as as life life has it, here I am um, after working at Valley Water, um, and uh, now as the uh, uh, oh before uh, as the director of local government affairs for Stanford University, and now as the uh, council district eight appointee um, uh, for for uh, the community that that raised me and, and gave me and my family uh, so much. It's fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And yeah, so you do have to give up the role uh, at Stanford in order to take on the full-time council job, correct? That's correct. That is uh, absolutely correct. All right. Well, let's let's go on to, um, you know, why did you want to become a council member? You know, there's um, obviously an open seat and it, it drew a lot of interest. I believe, um, you know, more, we, are, we whittled it down to five, but there were over uh, over ten applicants for for uh, District Eight. Why did you want to be one of those people? Why did you want to throw your hat in the ring? Yeah, no, that's a that's a excellent question. I you know I've always been one that public service is is a calling. Um, that's that's what I've, I've been told, and that's what I, I've I've believed. Um, you know, and I, I saw the the this vacancy, and and um, you know I, I I think that the ultimately the District Eight. Uh, community and the residents in the district, they, they need somebody with, you know, uh, the background, the education and the experiences, especially given the tight turnaround uh, to ensure, um, you know, they have a voice on the dais. And, and uh, I saw it as an opportunity to, to, to serve my community. And I, and I mentioned it in my intro, but, um, you know, uh, District 8, uh, the schools, the people, the community, um, 
is tight knit and they allowed me an opportunity to flourish and to be where I am today. And uh, this is an opportunity to, to continue to serve. And, uh, and that's, that's why I decided to throw my name in the ring. There's, there's a lot uh, of work to do uh, in our community and uh, from, you know, keeping our community safe, issues around homelessness and housing, environmental issues and, every, and everything in between. So uh, this is an opportunity to, to hit the ground running and, and serve the residents of District 8. All right. Thank you. And, uh, and you transitioned well into our next question, which is going to be about now that you've got the job, right? Starting here in just a, in several days now, you'll be taking uh, an oath of office and, and making an official. Um, what do you see as the biggest challenges as someone who was raised in District 8 um, for your district? And then more broadly, um, what do you see as the biggest challenges or issues facing San Jose? How do, how do you plan to address that and, and, you know, possibly deliver some solutions? Yeah, for sure. You know, although there's several pressing issues throughout the city, I think the biggest challenge um, affecting the residents is housing affordability and the, and the uh, issues associated with homelessness. And, you know, it's, it's not just preventing and, and mitigating uh, people from becoming homeless, but also working as city policymakers to uh, focus on uh, increasing the production of housing. Uh, we see homelessness every day, uh, especially in the district. Um, you know, there's homeless individuals living on our, on our freeway on ramps, uh, adjacent to our community centers. And, uh, you know, this has a direct negative effect on our community and, and definitely one of the biggest challenges facing the city. I understand it's complex, uh, but, you know, I, I intend to bring my, my uh, background, uh, working together with different stakeholder groups, different government entities uh, to ensure um, we do what we can uh, to collaborate and, and bring solutions to the table. Um, you know, with regards to homelessness, we need, we need to focus on per- permanent supportive housing. Uh, that's a, that's proven to get folks off of the streets and, and into housing. Um, and, and while we get permanent supportive housing built, we, we have to also provide on short-term solutions to this homelessness crisis if we're serious about uh, protecting our community. Um, and, you know, I, I think the, the key to that is uh, collaborating and iterating with not just with my council colleagues, but uh, with uh, other government entities um, like the county, like Valley Water, like VTA, um, to to work collaboratively and bring our expertises uh, to the table to to um, ultimately help our community. Yeah, certainly one of the most pressing issues, and and one that I think there's plenty of um, agreement on in terms of it needs to be solved. But how you get there um, sometimes is where the where the you know the devil's in the details, right? So uh, there are a variety of viewpoints on solving the housing crisis, the homelessness crisis on the city council in San Jose. Um, how do you plan to build consensus? Like you said, you're going to need to collaborate with your council members, uh, your council colleagues. So how do you plan to build consensus on a San Jose City Council that does have some division in it um, to move forward? You know the policy ideas that you support. Yeah, that's that, that's absolutely the challenge. But I think uh, looking for opportunities to collaborate and find uh, issues of mutual importance is, 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 is key. I think if, um, for the large part, the, the city council is very collegial and working together on finding issues of mutual importance uh, is, is something that I, I, I bring expertise in and, and something that I've done throughout my career, building coalitions, finding uh, uh, items uh, that, that we can work together on is, is what I, I that, that's how I look to, to push policy ideas forward. Okay. So you think you feel like you're a bit of a natural collaborator and, and you don't see too much contention on the council that nothing you can't handle essentially. 
Yeah, uh, you know, we we may not agree on 100% of the issues, but uh, there are plenty of issues where we where we can get a lot done and uh, and accomplish things by by extending a hand, um, uh, you know, of collegiality and, and, and working towards, you know, having an understanding that we're doing this for the residents of San Jose and not, not some political agenda. Are you looking to make a difference in San Jose? AARP, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization dedicated to empowering people to choose how they live as they age, is looking for volunteers here in San Jose to advocate on services, programs, and policies that help make our community more livable for people of all ages and abilities. Learn more and apply to become an AARP San Jose local advocacy team volunteer at aarp.org slash San Jose. That's aarp.org slash San Jose. Once you get into office here, I know we talked about top priorities. Um, let's talk about goal setting. Um, it's important for you know residents in your district to know what you're trying to do. The moment you get into office, uh, a common measurement in political standards is the first 100 days. So what are you hoping to do in your first 100 days, even though that's that's more of your term than some of the other council members uh, have uh, had the opportunity? It's going to make up a lot more of the total time you have in office here. But what do you hope to get done in that time frame? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 100 days is a long time given the uh, the timing of the appointment. Uh, but uh, again, my top priority in the first 100 days is to stand up an office that is responsive, uh, accountable and engaged. Uh, and, and most importantly, an office that is diverse and representative of the community. That is my top priority. Uh, District 8 needs to have a voice in the upcoming budget process and a seat at the table. You know, during these discussions, uh, it's, it's going to be pivotal to have somebody on the dais watching out for the residents of D8 and advocating on their behalf. Um, uh, you know, I, I, my, my goal is to empower the residents of District 8, and I'm going to do so through community building events and community engagement. Um, what does that look like? I'm thinking neighborhood park uh, cleanups and engagements, dumpster days that look to beautify our parks and, and broadly our city uh, by removing blight. I want to do senior scam stoppers, regular community coffees for neighborhood engagement, um, and, and also, you know, collaborating with my council colleagues, um, not just on the dais, but in the community, doing joint, joint uh, resource fairs, information fairs uh, in areas and, and, and community gathering places that, that attract uh, people from all, all, all over. And that's, that's, how, that's what I'm going to look to in the first 100 days in office. Thank you. Thank you. And um, it's, let's, let's talk a little bit about this appointment process. As we, as we mentioned at the front, there's been some debate about it. So we have a couple of questions going to that. Um, one of the first questions is, you know, do you think the appointment process itself was unfair? Um, because there's essentially 100,000 residents or so in every council district, maybe a little more, a little less. And um, not all of them are voters, but, you know, of, the, of those, there's thousands upon thousands of registered voters, and none of them got a chance to really know you at a deep level, um, and same with all the other uh, applicants, and, and, and nor did they get the chance to kind of do their own research on you and vote for you. So do you feel that this process was unfair? We've heard that from some residents and from some council members as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, I, I want to start off by saying I completely understand the both sides of the argument. Um, and agree elections and allowing residents the opportunity to, to choose their elected officials is important. But, you know, at the same time, uh, another mechanism of our representative democracy are appointments. Appointments are commonly done in a lot of cities, special districts, school boards at the state and federal level. And not, you know, not to mention it's within our city charter and, and a tool to keep our government functioning. 
Um, and uh, a big variable is, is you know, the, the cost savings. We're, we're uh, heading into economic uncertainty. There's several uh, uh, major employers in our region that are looking at layoffs if they have not already done so. And, you know, in, in times of this economic uncertainty, it's, it's even more prudent for the city to make the right choices, the hard choices, and, and focusing on, on providing uh, essential services um, as expected by the residents. Um, and, you know, speaking of, of fairness, I, I don't think it would have been very fair uh, to cut out nearly 200,000 people, a quarter of the city, out of, uh, you know, what is arguably the most important time in City Hall, which is, you know, the budget process. Um, and so I think this lack of representations, uh, rap- representation uh, in the city budget process um, on the dais would have been, uh, uh, you know, a little bit more unfair uh, to, the, to the community. And yes, I think what you're referring to is if there was a special election held, it would have taken some time to get that together and actually hold the election. Um, and then by the time someone was seated, it would have been a little bit closer to, I think, May or that would have been the time of the election and the budget processing would have been um, much more completed by then. Um, so that's a good point. Thank you for addressing that. Um, can we talk about um, the actual night of the meeting here just a few nights ago on Tuesday, a couple of nights ago? Um, you know, the um, applicants are all kept kind of sequestered outside of the council chambers and are brought in one at a time to be asked the same questions uh, by the council. It ended up being almost a nine-hour meeting in, in total, which much with much of that being dedicated to interviewing candidates and discussion. Um, but some of the other candidates had reported to the city that, that you appeared to be violating the interview process rules by using a cell phone and a laptop while waiting to be interviewed. And there were also accusations that you were given some early access to the questions the council might be asking. Um, are these allegations true? Did you receive any help or insight on what the questions would be before you were interviewed? Yeah. They, they are completely and utterly false. I deny any any accusation of uh, uh, or any allegation that's raised against me. They're, they're completely false. Um, it's heartbreaking. And I, I mentioned this to have, you know, false accusations levied against me uh, for being uh, well prepared. I, I've spent weeks and months, uh, weeks, <laughs> weeks, and weeks preparing for the mock interviews with friends and family. And, um, you know, uh, I have over a decade of experience in public service. Um, I have a master's degree from San Jose State in public administration. I worked hard to ensure that I knew the issues the city was facing. Um, and, um, you know, to say to those allegations were false, I, you know, I had my notes on my iPad with no wireless access, with no, no internet access. It doesn't have a phone number to it. And yeah, I, I, I deny those allegations. They're completely false and made up. And quite frankly, you know, it's a, a it was a political play and political scheme. And, and, and I, I, you know, it's politics. That's what I decided to jump in into. And, and, you know, ultimately I'm, I, I'm looking past that to, to serve the residents of district aid and, and to see how I can work together on the council to, to make sure we move our city forward. Thank you for addressing that, Domingo. Um, one of the other questions we had for you was about building trust. And, you know, um, all council members need to build trust with residents in their districts. As an appointee, as we already mentioned, you kind of had a shortened process, right? You didn't have a lot of time to get out and campaign and door knock or some of the more traditional ways that we see candidates for office get to know people in their district. Um, how do you plan to go about building trust with residents in your district? And then going back to the prior question, do you think, you know, these allegations that people have levied against you um, will will cause any problems with building trust um, with your constituents? 
Yeah, you know, uh, how do I, how am I going to build trust? I'm going to let my 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 work ethic speak for itself. I'm going to be accessible. I'm going to be responsive to the community, and ultimately, uh, an effective and responsive uh, council district that is committed to the community and, and serving the community, and uh, and having that uh, that commitment to to seeing uh, residents flourish. Uh, I think that that's going to be the hallmarks of of my office and that's what I'm going to look to do because of the the appointment process um, and the political charge nature of the of the of the political appointment uh, it's going to require an office that is committed to extra vigorous community outreach and engagement um, and that's that's how I'm going to build trust in my district uh, I'm going to let my actions speak for themselves and show the community that you know I'm, I'm prepared and and that my experience um, uh, made me the most qualified candidate um, to, to be able to represent them on day one uh, and, uh, and to, to get to work. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you, Domingo. And, and one last question was just a, a little bit of a more um, personal question. Is this as a longtime or lifelong resident of D8, what, what's some of your favorite stuff to do uh, in District 8? Do you have favorite areas or think, you know, places you like to visit or activities you like to do in, in D8? Yeah, um, I love uh, going to Montgomery Hill Park. I run the, the, the trails very regularly. Um, I run all, throughout the district. Um, I, I'm, I'm very active physically and, and enjoy going to the parks, um, uh, the different trails. Lake Cunningham, uh, I, I, I like to, to visit every once in a while. And so there are great businesses, shops, coffee shops, restaurants, boba. Uh, so uh, there's, there's plenty of places to eat. Uh, pl- plenty of places to, to, to walk in the parks, to, to visit and hang out with my nephews. And, and so, um, yeah, uh, District 8 is, is full of amenities. And, and I encourage all your listeners to come check out a, a boba shop or a, or, or a restaurant in, in D8. Awesome. Thank you, Domingo. Um, love to give you the floor for a minute. That's all the questions we had for you. Anything you'd like to add now, just reflecting uh, at this point. Uh, where you're about to take office and you've made it through this appointment process. Anything you'd like to add here? Uh, yeah, uh, thanks, Joseph. Uh, you know, I uh, there's a lot of work to do, um, and and you know, I'm I'm committed to rolling my sleeves and getting to work. Um, you know, I'm a lifelong District Eight resident, a product of the community, um, and um, you know, I, I intend to be responsive, accountable, and engaged. Um, and and I'm gonna work towards making San Jose um, the the greatest city possible for all the residents. Um, you know, I, I, I mentioned this uh, during during my interview. Uh, my greatest strengths are my values instilled by my family, and, and they're fortified by my community. I, I believe that wholeheartedly, and and uh, I intend to, to to bring those values to to the district and the way I, I govern. Um, and so I, I'm looking forward to tackling the challenges and encourage um, the community to reach out. And uh, if they have an issue, um, whether it's potholes, streetlights, uh, or your garbage not getting picked up, please reach out. Um, uh, to to uh, my team and my office, which I'm still in the process of getting set up. But yeah, that's uh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for having me uh, on the podcast. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, to getting to getting some work done. Thanks so much, Domingo. Appreciate your time and having you on the show. That's it for this episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight. I'm senior reporter Joseph Jiha. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Thank you.